everyone. Hello. Um, welcome to today's struggle session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison. And um, today we're doing a very special topic, our most mm-hmm. requested topic. Um, the fans have been demanding it. The haters have been demanding it. They want their material. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's such a very special episode that we actually w- did not allow JDB on this episode. Yeah. We, well, he's one of the haters that you were just talking about, and we don't need a hater here uh, uh, present for uh, this ve- this very special moment in both of our lives. You know, I, I actually don't think we've mentioned this on the show before, but like this topic that we're talking about is the part of the reason why this show exists as least as it does. It's true, because yeah, because when. Um, when we first started talking about the show, JDB just contacted me, and it was just going to be a two-man thing, as far as he, I, I knew. I don't know if he was working the other side with you, Jack, just to, <laughs> just eventually to play us against each other. Uh, but he told, but when we initially talked about it, it was just going to be uh, me and JDB. And then he says, like, hey, I got this uh, friend of mine. He's really cool. And you both have the same opinion on Batman versus Superman. So I think you would really get along and it'll be worth talk, uh, uh, communicating with each other. And, you know, we, uh, we, me and Jack met each other over, you know, while mm-hmm. we were recording and we hit it off immediately because of this wonderful, wonderful movie that we're going yeah. to talk about today batman versus superman batman versus superman is such a good movie that it cost leslie like a third of the patreon money we make <laughs> forever and it was worth it totally worth it <laughs> um yeah i mean I, I love batman versus superman and by the way uh, uh i think that jonathan wasn't playing both sides he originally was like you can come on sometimes and i think i elbowed my way into doing this show every single episode but oh, cool. uh Anyway, <laughs> definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. <laughs> but Batman versus Superman. Um, we've talked about this on the show before, uh, and you know, I think people sometimes maybe have like the mistaken impression that this is in some way like an ironic or like troll opinion. And I really can assure you that this is—it's not the—that's not the case. I mean, like there are definitely there are flaws in this movie, although you know. Not uh, as pronounced, I'd say, as, like, the flaws in a lot of the Marvel movies and stuff like that. But, like, I am a legitimate lover of Batman versus Superman. Like, I saw an early screening of Batman versus Superman. I saw it before all the reviewers, like, arbitrarily decided that it was the worst movie ever made. And I liked it. Um, This is real, folks. This is maybe the only strongly held belief that I have, is that Batman versus Superman is the best modern-day superhero movie. Yeah, so I saw it after all the hate came out because, you know, it was still out. Like, I was living in Japan at the time and there weren't a lot, there weren't a lot of English movies to get excited to go up and see. But, you know, I had been waiting for Batman vs. Superman for a while. It looked okay to me at that point. But then when I watched it and just felt it like wash over me and I mm-hmm. absolutely like loved it, was overwhelmed by it. Like, I, thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this film and i like it more now than when, even when i first mm-hmm. saw it now that we have you know the director's cut i, I it's not an ironic take i mm-hmm. generally like this movie i'm i'm generally confused when people i'm well not com- so much confused I, it's taken me a while to kind of understand what people dislike about it i mean it's mostly right. because they're wrong and they don't understand sure. what movies are supposed to be <laughs> uh, very confused about that but uh, nevertheless you know it's not ironic we really do like these movies and like them 
much much better um, than some of the Marvel ones. In fact, well, I'll say, Leslie, right there, right there, you said movies plural, and so I, I do want to push back just a second there because I think that uh, Batman vs Superman is really the only good Warner Brothers superhero movie. Like I, I, yeah, I think that they were a little. So, so I want to be clear that I'm not like saying that the DC cinematic universe is like better as a whole. Only no, Batman versus Superman is good. Yeah, in fact, no cinematic universe is good. There is not right. a single one that has ever been good. Like, that has <laughs> to be clear. If you think that is the case, you are confused about what yeah. movies are. And the closest you, one is the Viewisk universe. That's the closest to a good movie universe. Yeah, like the fact that you're even people like somebody literally asked me, "What are you really saying? The DCU is better than MCU?" It's like if you are asking that question, you are already too far gone to understand <laughs> what a good movie is. I'm sorry to say, you need to take a step back. You need to go to some therapy. You need to get some help. Yeah. Like that's not what it's about. It's just that this is a good movie. Like it's just yeah. really that simple. Well, so maybe we should talk for a little bit here about like some of the like common complaints about Batman versus Superman. Well, uh, the, like, oh, well, actually, I do want to start off kind of a little bit earlier with Man okay. of Steel, kind of just to lay out the groundwork for how we got an actual good movie that was. Um, preceded by and, and followed by bad movies yeah. and yeah it, it, and folks um so i really hated man still like despised it it's so bad i hate it at least as a superman movie if i could go back and watch it and it there was no superman and it was just called like man from beyond I could maybe enjoy it as like a sci-fi movie a about sci-fi a movie. weird sci-fi movie about an anti-hero who commits genocide against his own sure. people for no particular reason. <laughs> um, because, yeah, Man of Steel is not good at all. I'm not really a big fan of Zack Snyder. Like, I enjoy 300. Watchmen is okay for a you know kind of lifeless re- recreation of a wait can we hold com- for just one second here did you read what fucking uh damon lindelof said about the new watchman yeah oh man i, just, I <laughs> what i really want to read is alan moore's response to it because <laughs> like, because well I, I guess we should tell the people uh yeah. what he said if, basically instead of setting it in like the 70s 80s uh you know reagan nixon era they're going to move it to modern day so that they can, you know, um, sit in the Trump and Putin. Uh, yeah, and he was like, you know, May was, and by the way, Lindelof wrote like a like sort of bad high school. He, he revealed all this in a bad high school poem that he posted to Instagram. But it's like he's like, you know, while Watchmen like played on the themes of Reagan and Thatcher, like we must play on the themes of, of Putin, May and and Trump. Oh. <sighs> It's like why? Then why? Why do Watchmen? Why can't you make something new? Like this is the problem um, Alan Moore actually had with the V for Vendetta movie because they tried to uh, the Wachowskis tried to make it be about Bush when it was about Thatcher. I'm like, if you have any uh, you right. know guts, why don't you make your own thing about what's going on in your own country in contemporary times instead of like you know. You know, sublimating it over something I created about something else. And it's like, it's going to be the same thing, but it's going to be so watered down, though. Like, there's sure. no way it's going to be, this Watchmen well, is going to be as harsh on Trump as Watchmen was on um, Nixon. 
And frankly, part of the reason for that is because Damon Lindelof is not as smart as Alan Moore. Like, yeah. Damon, I don't trust that Damon Lindelof has like as cogent a worldview as Alan Moore does. And so, like, part of me, I'm like, man, maybe it would have been better if he just like adapted it verbatim and put that on HBO. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, as- also, I think that Lindelof annoys me because like he's trying to get credit for like knowing that Alan Moore doesn't like adaptations, but is still doing one. Like yeah. he in his in his statement, he's like, I like was asked to do this a year. Ago and I said no. They asked me why, and I said because Alan Moore like wouldn't want me to do it. And I'm like, well, you're fucking doing it now, yeah. dude. Like, you, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't like make it any less like whack that like you know that Alan Moore hates what you're doing. You fucking like <laughs> like capitalist loser. <laughs> I don't know. These guys like Damon Lindelof. Like when you ask like why they don't make something new, it's because these guys don't come up with ideas. They like attend meetings and are asked to do things, and then they're like, sure, I can like work up an idea for for that. You know what I mean? Like, Damon Lindelof, even in his thing, is like, I was asked to reboot Watchmen. It's like, I I don't know, dude. Like, everyone should say no. Like, you know you should have said no, and so you shouldn't get the credit for for not saying no. Sorry, so we're pissed off. I'm pissed off now. Let's get back to Man of Steel. (laughs) You should be pissed off. But yeah, Man of Steel, not good. Not a great film. Not a Superman film. Like, that's just the basic of it. And it really left Batman versus Superman in kind of a bad spot because... Superman doesn't establish himself at all in the film. Like the only thing he does is, like he put he like he says a few you know, um, uh, oil drillers right. Then he puts on yep. a suit, and then it just becomes like this murder fest for the rest of the yeah. film. Like just not Superman at all. Well, it's, he, it's it's just it's like a it's a you know like just like the Transformers movies. It's like an hour and a half of nine eleven at the end of the movie. Yeah, and Superman, you know, like, so I, I really like Smallville, the TV show, right? And so Smallville has the same plot point uh, towards in its series that uh, uh, Man of Steel has, where all the Can- uh, Kandorians come to Earth, and then Superman has to figure out a way to deal with it. Now, in uh, Smallville, his way, of, Clark Kent's way of dealing with this, and this is still young Superman, like, y- young Clark Kent. He's, like, in, like, community college, and, like, he's mm. he has... All all these ultra powerful immigrants from another planet on earth now and they're his responsibility to take care of so what he does is he spends his time like trying to get them safe and assimilated into human society in such a way that they're not um, disruptive they won't be noticed by the government they won't be hurt and they won't hurt other people he works with zod one-on-one to try to make this happen in batman versus superman excuse me in man of steel he works with the U.S. government to kill all the Kryptonians. <laughs> it's, it's like, it, it's, it's so bizarre. It's like Superman's the guy who saves everyone, like even the bad guys, yeah. right? Like Zod is a, like actually Zod came across as much more heroic for a lot of the film. He kind of had the same problem that Black Panther had where like all Zod was trying to do was like save Krypton. Like yeah. and that's kind of built in as like a good thing in the Superman myth- mythos. If you know anything about Superman, like saving krypton that would be like a good thing to do and that's all zod is trying to do and then he becomes a mustache twirler and he decides like <laughs> well like they have the technology to like terraform all of earth and so excuse me terraform a planet and so instead of terraforming like 
Mars, which is like a hop, <laughs> step in, jump away. They decided to do it to Earth and eradicate all of humanity in order to turn it into like an ice planet, even though it doesn't really make a lot of sense because like Kryptonians on Earth with the powers of the sun don't like they're fine like they don't need to <laughs> terraform it like they actually show this like clark kent lives there yeah. why would you need to terraform <laughs> it to make like the planet ugly and icy and kryptonian like just for aesthetics like is it, it was were we supposed to believe he was going to eradicate entire species for aesthetic purposes i i right. don't know like it's very similar to like the the lex luther plots in the like original like kind of not kind of not that great Superman movies. Like, I don't like the old Superman movies, and I know that that will also get me in trouble uh, <laughs> for okay. liking Batman versus Superman okay. and not liking the Nolan ones. Or the, Yeah. Yeah, but it's all it's all about real estate, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's about- all about real estate. It's like the, the plans are all about, like, we need to make this place nice for people to live. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> the villains of Superman in the movies are always real estate developers, whether they're Kryptonians or Lex Luthor. <laughs> but, and then it ends, of course, with, like, and it's taking it happened in the comics in, in in context where Superman you know kills uh, Zod because he has no choice because he doesn't know anything else to do. This actually does happen in the comics at one point, but like before that, we got like fifty years of Superman stories of him like not right. killing people. Like <laughs> this is like his first fight, and he snaps the dude's neck. And so it's also, just, by the way, like he snaps his neck because he's doing laser vision, and he like might kill three people, which we've just like like all of Metropolis was just destroyed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like I don't know. Like this, it's a bad movie. Like Man of Steel has a lot of like the like sort of classic Snyder problems. Uh, um, you know, with which are you know which are consistent through his movies, which is that like these are gorgeous movies. Like the man knows how to shoot a movie. He knows how to make something that will cut like beautifully into a trailer. But like when it comes down to like story and stuff like that, like Snyder's not that good at it. Like he's a better visual director than he is. Uh. uh you know, a, a writer. Um, and so, like, when he doesn't have a good script to work with, like, it's not going to be a good film. Yeah, but after that, after that, you know, really bad movie, it may create the germs of something that's generally good. And without that bad movie, we might not have gotten this really, um, really good one. So they actually looked at this fucked up thing, the 90 minutes of 9-11 at the end, and said, you know what? What if people reacted to this, like, actual real people would what if people had post-traumatic stress for it what if batman had ptsd because of this kryptonian invasion and that's how we get to batman versus superman well the movie opens with like another telling of uh batman's parents being killed again which we've seen a million times but like this one is like a pretty gorgeously shot version of it like we were ostensibly opening on like a very music, beautiful music video about the origin of Batman. Yeah, much uh, better than um, the one in Batman Begins. You know, everybody likes, you know, Nolan thinks he's such a great director. But, you know, Snyder, like, kicked his ass in this, like, hardcore. Nolan is a great director, and... Those movies are very good, but they are (laughs) – Nolan's one of the good ones. Like, it's tough for me to say because it's like – I think that Nolan – I actually think that, like, Nolan and Snyder are kind of similar directors in that they're, like, these guys that just want to do big visual, like, IMAX presentations. You know what I mean? Like, they're kind of, like, process directors. Like, they just want to use nice big cameras and do, like, gorgeous shots, and the only way to do that is with, like, the budget of, like, multi-million dollar blockbusters, but – 
but like you know, I think Nolan has actually some of the same like story problems that Snyder has. To be totally I, honest, yeah, like, but I, you, I, it just feels like like no matter what, a Nolan movie, like I always lose something when I rewatch it. Batman versus Superman, it's the opposite. Now I like more Nolan movies than I like Snyder movies, but sure. but the Snyder movie I like holds up under more scrutiny than. Um, yeah. Any of the Nolan movies, unfortunately. Like, I've actually only watched The Prestige only one time because I know if I watch it again. Oh, man. And I loved that movie when I saw I'll it. I'll tell you like, what, I rewatched that one, does hold up, actually. Okay, good, I rewatched good. it on a plane recently and <laughs> I was like, man, The Prestige is fucking good. All right. I I'll think try. it's his best movie, actually. Okay, I'll try it again. But every other one, when I go back and rewatch it, I never, never enjoy it as much. You know, Christopher Nolan's brother, who like writes all his movies with him, do you know this Jonathan Nolan? Yes. So Jonathan Nolan was like Christopher Nolan's like long lost brother. Like he's oh, not yeah, British. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't talk like Christopher Nolan. I have a conspiracy theory that Jonathan Nolan is just some huckster who showed up <laughs> and is like, I'm your brother. Hey, Christopher, it's your brother. I got a great movie idea. It's called Dream Police. Uh, they, the dream detectives, they go into people's brains like, oh, well, that's quite a good idea, Jonathan. Like, maybe we should co-write this film. Uh, anyway, that's one of my I hope theories. I, I choose to believe that's true and it's awesome. God bless Jonathan <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> okay, so getting back to it. You know, after the origin of Batman, which is gorgeously shot, although it is very funny that one of those gorgeous shots has a title card come up that says produced by Steve Mnuchin uh, <laughs> at that time. Well, well, so there are flaws. Well, let, let's, let's talk about the scene. You know, we, you have that scene where Batman is racing towards the destruction while everybody's mm -hmm. racing away. Like, that's the most Batman motherfucking scene, like, there is, you know? Yeah. Like, immediately you're hit with, you know, I, I guess we should talk about, you know, the casting of Ben Affleck as Batman. I was totally against it. My tweets are still up there shitting on it uh, when it was announced. <laughs> oh, wow. Because, like, you know, he had already done Batman called Daredevil, and he sucked <laughs> at it. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, there's no reason to think that he was going to do it. But what I didn't know is that he was going to put on, you know, 50 pounds of muscle, two inches of height in order, you know, <laughs> to get in Batman mode, that he was going to be, like, old, angry, bitter Batman. Like, if I had known all that, I would have believed in it more. But, you know, it's good. It, it starts off immediately with a yeah. Bruce Wayne that you can believe in and care about and think And I want to talk for a second here. I want to talk for a second here about this scene because I love this scene, too. I do love Ben Affleck as Batman, and I think that we'll get into that throughout this entire he's thing. He's the best he, Batman. He's... He, He's very well cast. He's very well cast as Batman. And man, I think I agree with you, actually, <laughs> even though that's going to be one of the ones that people will get really mad at. You know, us actually, about. not uh, a lot of people are mad about it. Like, a lot of people have said that, like, even barring anything else, like, he's actually is, like, the best Batman so far. It's just. Affleck works as Batman. He's, like, a charming, like, rich guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like um, but what I was going to say about that scene when he's, like, running into Metropolis during Man of Steel is that I actually think that that scene is, like, more cool and interesting than it needs to be in a movie like this. Like, there's a, like, I, I, there's a, there's like a teacher with a, like, bunch of school kids all holding hands and she's like leading them, trying to lead them out of it and everything like that. And I'm like, I have never seen anything like this in an, in an Avengers movie or really any of the Marvel movies. No, like, no, no. Like, there's a, like, this scene is like, kind of intense and weird and like you know batman like puts a kid back with the other kids like you know i think a lot of people like give tr trouble to batman versus superman because they're like it's so dour and it's so like grim and gritty or whatever but 
I think that there's something maybe more interesting in like looking at stuff like that than just like being ashamed of the source material like they are with Marvel films. Yeah, there's something like very grounded about the movie and this scene, even though they're talking about they're doing the same thing that's in every Marvel movie where they're destroying half the world. But they actually like show it from the ground level. And that's just so brilliant. Like the guy in his office as the laser beams are like sweeping by and he says a prayer, which is a little bit hackney, but okay. Uh, You know, it's a a blockbuster movie. (laughs) Yeah, but still, still good. Like the horse walking around without the cop. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. And by the way, let's look at how, uh, if we are comparing cinematic universes, which, like you said earlier, is a fool's game to even begin with. uh, But if we are comparing cinematic universes, let's explore how both entities dealt with the criticism that there was too much, like, mass death and destruction happening in the films. In Avengers, you know, there's this gigantic battle in New York City where there's all this death and destruction and everything like that, and people mention that in the reviews. They're like, well, it's, you know, like, a lot of people must have died, and that's kind of weird. Similarly, people mentioned it about Man of Steel, like, another big 9-11 for 90 minutes, the same as Avengers and Transformers and all this other stuff, like, all these buildings getting knocked over and everything like that. So the way that Marvel deals with it is in the next Avengers movie they like cut away two times to someone saying into a headset everyone's been evacuated (laughs) like that's the way they dealt with it in the Marvel movie in the Batman versus Superman DC universe they like were like okay like well what would that actually look like like what effect would this actually have on a city and like let's explore that idea like Marvel just wanted to put like a patch on it and jump past the idea entirely and you know DC actually did kind of explore it in an interesting way yeah like they like it's really good it's really effective it makes it made the whole why this movie is called Batman versus Superman make sense is gave Batman his motivation gave Lex his motivation gave Superman some of his motivation too like they took what was a bad film and like made a good film out of it by thinking logically uh, from it about uh what all of this would mean mm-hmm And And some of that was reactionary. Like, you do think that, like, I think some of that is based on, like, the reviews and everything like that. So that's, like, maybe the, like, original sin kind of creeping into Warner here. This, like, thing where they're getting too... Uh, they're getting too obsessed with what the what these like idiot reviewers are saying about the movie and like letting it affect the next film. Uh, anyway, but it was done well and good here. Uh, not so much with Justice League. No, um, but here. So then, this is when the movie kind of starts really winning me over because then the next scene is like some kids in like some tropical island. Like finding like yeah. parts of the Kryptonian ship, and then finding and it's kryptonite, right? And then bam, yeah. and you're with that scene for a little bit, and then bam, you're like in like Afghanistan or Somalia uh-huh. with Lois Lane, and it's like all this stuff just keeps happening. You're but it's not confusing. Show, like it's, show me a single shot as interesting or as cool as like the kid swimming underwater bringing up kryptonite in any of the Marvel movies. Like yeah. just like I, there. Like I, I think that. The, the, I don't want to move past it. I know it's such a small moment, but I'm like, Zack Snyder gives a fuck. He's caring about every single shot in the movie. Like, this little setup scene where we're showing how people got kryptonite is, like, 
gorgeously shot underwater sequences. Like, this is a movie where they're, like, making a movie. Anyway. Yeah, uh, exactly. They're making a film. They're taking it seriously. And, like, when you have all this, you have this big global conflict and you have and you show all these different parts of the world even if it's just for like 90 seconds like that does something like it gives the film a sense of scope and scale and like there's not and there's not dialogue bogging these scenes down it's not quips it's just the visuals and that's how why it works and let's compare once again to Marvel, where I think in the last three Marvel movies, we spend about a quarter of the movie on the same standing set of Doctor Strange's house. Yes. Um, like, we're in the helicarrier. Like, I, I swear, these Avengers movies, like, I see the same rooms in every fucking one of them. Like, they're shooting these, like, around the office at Disney. Like, it's just like, anyway. Um, in Batman vs. Superman, they, like, went all around the globe to make a movie that is, like, worthy of the name Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, so far in this film, like they've all they've been almost entirely outside, except for the guy who's in the office uh, while it's getting destroyed. Like then you get to Somalia, <laughs> they're still outside. Yeah, you know, like it's nice to feel like you know it's not just people sitting around talking in rooms. You know. Yep, it is nice. <clears throat> and so you. So you, so then we so then we move on. Okay, so we are at uh, uh, at that point. Sorry, where were we after that? I'm sorry. We're in uh, Afghanistan. Uh, Republic of Naomi. They made it up for the film. It should have been the same uh, city that Black Adam, uh, same country that Black Adam rules. But you know that's a small quip. That's small, uh, <laughs> small problem with it. But that's fine. That's fine. What is that city again? I, have I to think remember. it's Kandahar, is- Kandahak. Kandahar. Yeah. Kandak. Kandak. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it, sh- it should have been Kandak instead of Naomi, but it's fine. Sure. So you get yeah. Lois Lane and. Maybe Jimmy Olsen. I guess it was Jimmy Olsen. I think it's Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy yeah. Olsen was a fed, folks. That's why he got got. He deserved it. Um, he was a fucking <laughs> federal informant. Superman yeah. couldn't trust him. That why. That's why he didn't save him. Sorry. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, this Jimmy had to go. <laughs> you know, in Smallville, they killed off like they had um, the guy who plays Iceman, or I think his his twin brother actually. He plays Jimmy Olsen. And he gets killed at a certain point. Like, he, like he's in the show for, like, three seasons, wow. and then he gets killed, and you're like, what the fuck? What's happening? Like, because they hadn't really started the um, uh, where Clark was working at the day plan or anything yet, and it was, it was a big shock when he died. And then his nephew is shown, like, crying at his funeral, and he has a bow tie on and a camera, and they're like, oh, that's the Jimmy Olsen um, of, uh, of Cam. And I he, shall go... T- Today I will become a Jimmy. <laughs> I think they both they they were both named James, but yeah, it, right. it, it it made it actually made a lot of sense. Like, okay, this is how you're gonna kill off the guy. Now you get Jimmy Olsen that's actually like younger than Clark instead of like guys right. older than him. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. So this can this scene in in not Kandak. Um, you know, when I first saw the movie, I was like a little confused by it, and it doesn't didn't seem to like really follow that well. Uh, uh, but it's like. I don't know. Uh, fine, it's a fine scene. Like, like, there's it, no like, really like there's, there's like it's been done better before. This kind of thing yeah. where Superman crosses international borders and does stuff and causes problems. It's been done better yeah. before in the comics, but yeah. Let, let's be frank here. That this that's actually maybe one of my like weak. I think one of the weakest parts of the movie is this like sequence. Uh, it's just not that exciting, and it kind of has the same like vibe as like a 24 kind of yeah. terrorist situation you know 
Um, I, I do appreciate some things. I, I like the villains. I like KG Beast. He has the name of KG Beast, but he doesn't have like the mechanical no, arm or the le- leather daddy um, outfit, unfortunately. That's cool. I didn't realize that was KG Beast. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's okay. It, it gets there. Like, I feel like a lot of films would have just started at this moment. And yeah. like been completely unimpressive, but since we got some good stuff before that, like this is kind of okay. Well, and also in in retrospect, you know, we're in this scene in the desert, and then this movie later in the film has one of the greatest ever scenes in the desert. Oh yes. Uh, so like it's just like by comparison, thinking about that other scene, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and then we jump ahead a lot to some of the people in. So one of the women in the village is like testifying in front of Congress about superman like there's actual consequences to his actions like i at that immediately draw it and holly hunter is just amazing in this film like all her scenes yeah. are great especially especially the one people complain about so much that scene's good too okay. that scene is good and i will say i'll say her character is interesting because like they they've done this type of character before in movies like the guy in x-men one is like the senator trying to shut down the x-men or whatever but what i like about holly hunter's character is that she's ostensibly kind of anti-superman or like you know thinks superman is or or superman uh uh, skeptical i guess i would say Uh, but she's not the like mustache twirling villain no her her she's actually like a a reasonable person like a real person like a how a real person would react like how I would feel about Superman, yes. frankly, if Superman existed. Yeah, she's good. Um, so, and like, I really like like that the, the movie is kind of taken seriously. Like some of the ideas about what Superman would mean on a political scale, on a national scale, especially with the introduction where he just you know blows up Metropolis, basically. Right. Like I feel like it would be more. It would be better if like Man of Steel was actually like. Man of Steel 2, and like we had a Man of Steel 1 where he's just going around and he saves people, right? Just like a regular Superman movie. Then we get to Man of Steel 2 and it's like, oh wait, he's actually an alien and all these aliens are invading and maybe he's not the guy that we think he is and like his, you know, he's end up killing a lot more people than he's actually saved and now we're starting to question, you know, what it is. Like, I think that would have been like the perfect, the thing that would have like made the DCU if we were going to take that concept seriously a little bit more make it more sense make it a little bit better as a whole but let, let's, we're just going to focus on Batman versus Superman because it's great it's great <laughs> it, it is very it's very good okay so uh, uh, what what else uh, um, so let's talk about some of the like oh, so let we should we talk about uh, um, uh, Jesse Jesse uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg here oh uh, yes uh, I think he comes up pretty quickly yes, here yes. oh first of all I, I should just pay I should uh, uh, pay heed for one second here too I think Lawrence Fishburne is very good Perry White yes he's <laughs> I like there's like Excellent, Perry White. Excellent. The cast of this film is very good. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's better. And I like the moments when it's like when it's like Lois Lane and Clark Kent like attending a meeting at the Daily Planet. <laughs> like, I like that actually. Like, like I like that there's a whole subplot, and I'm not sure if this is like more in the Ultimate Edition than it is in the original. I don't really remember, but uh, I like that there's a whole subplot about Clark Kent like saying that the Daily Planet should report on Batman. But like Perry White just wants him to write about football. Like, yeah, I kind of like that. There's a weird little like, and and you know what? 
in the times that we live in, isn't it more important than ever that we support good journalism? Exactly. Uh, so, th- so if you do not support Batman versus Superman, you're anti-journalist. Democracy di- pro Trump. Democracy dies in darkness. You know. Like yeah, they, democracy they, dies. They, this movie is actually prescient. Like as you were just uh, about the importance of like actual good journalism and. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg yep. and the fact that right. these are these tech guys are go- are the supervillains of the time. So as we yes. said earlier, like, you know, in the 80s, Lex Luthor became a real estate agent. Um, mm-hmm. In the OOs, he became the president. Um, mm-hmm. and, and now he's a tech guy. And it makes this perfect sense. Me. This works for me. Everybody, a lot of people did not like Jesse Eisenberg's uh, uh portrayal of lex luther uh well and, and you know and first of all all those people like they're ignorant because he does not portray lex luther he portrays Son. lex luther jr yes completely different character um, totally different character everybody but also but also i will say that like even if he was playing original lex uh, which he's not he is not playing original lex um I agree with you that this is this is the representation of the actual modern day supervillain. And because, you know, this movie came out a couple of years ago when people weren't like this movie came out in 2016, uh, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so this movie came out in 2016. And I think people were maybe not yet ready for the idea that Mark Zuckerberg uh, is the biggest villain of our time. Now we know. Yes. Now we know that like this is the man that's going to destroy everything. Um and but uh you know Chris Torrio, David Goyer and Zack Snyder knew a few years before the rest of us. I'm sure it's probably because they met him. Well, I- <laughs> I'm sure it had to be. Uh, and Jesse, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg played him in uh, that Facebook movie. And we're yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking creep. Uh, he has too much power, too much money. And yeah, this is, this is who Lex Luthor would be now. And I think just uh, his portrayal of Lex Luthor Jr. is very, yeah. very good. Um, I think all, almost all the Lexes have been good throughout the years. Um, uh, Gene Hackman, even though he didn't shave, he didn't want to shave his head, um, <laughs> which I like. I actually think that's cool. Please, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shaving my goddamn head <laughs> for this fucking times were different. Time, you know what's so funny is like that's how superhero movies, superhero movies used to be. He's like, I'm not shaving my fucking head, like, and they're like, okay, sir, whatever you want. Like <laughs> now, like Disney's like, if you, you know, if you're if you you can you can be fired from superhero movies yeah. now. <laughs> like my Michael Rosenbaum, fantastic yeah. in Smallville, we're very very good. Um, he has a good podcast too. Actually, I, people should check it out. It's very fun. And and do you, do you want to go on record saying that you liked the one that was in uh uh in the Brian Singer Superman? I actually we I told the story about what I did like where people were asking him if he avoided um, hanging out with Brandon Roth in order to keep the tension up, and his response that was, was like. Is it, this isn't fucking Shakespeare, all right? So, I actually, you know, the thing is, like, people were begging for that casting for, like, yeah. a decade, and it happened, and and we saw the results. So, in a lot of ways, this is the fans' fault. Um, was yeah, it? it's the fans' fault. Uh, I, also, he would have been a better Lex Luthor if, like, Brian Singer wasn't obsessed with making, like, another movie about Lex Luthor wanting fucking real estate real or whatever. Estate. Like, <laughs> um, like, who was going to live on that? Movie. Like, it's all, like, like... Like kryptonite, <laughs> like 
like let's, now that's a bad like people like I mean that was people weren't nice to that movie or anything, but I feel like people wh- what Superman Returns got on uh, Rotten Tomatoes versus uh, Batman versus Superman. Well, if it came out today and it you know was made by Marvel, it'd probably be at like a ninety seven. <laughs> like, Superman Returns has got a seventy five percent. Oh Rotten wow! Tomatoes. So they are, well, uh, you know what? You know what? Certified here's fresh the, movie. Oh, here's the thing: I actually take that back because I do remember now that I'm thinking about it, when it came out, like critics were liked it a lot more than fans did because yeah. it was kind of like last jedi yeah because it was more contemplative uh i heard like I, I vaguely remember some people say it was very you know feminine it was like a woman more woman centered and feminist and like i i it was okay like but that i guess maybe superman returns was kind of the um kind of this weird moment because it wasn't treated like a blade or whatever you know it was treated it was t- like the the critics were starting to be won over by and also is it did have like a kind of a retro like old style well, it was movie a, it was a direct feel. sequel to the fucking to the shitty reeves one but then, i, I but don't then, like superman return yeah but then they, even like when you look at like some of the promo photos like it it is going back like before christopher reeves to like the serials yeah. and shit so like that's true that's I think that's what a lot of the critics responded to because they love nothing better than jerking themselves off about, you know, mo- like talkies, you know. <laughs> I just found a really funny picture of Brian Singer like holding a protest sign that says I love with the Superman sign. Uh, I'm going to save that and make it my profile picture someday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so where were we? Batman versus Superman. Batman versus uh, Superman. Uh, so distracted by but, Superman Returns. So if, all the Lex Luthers are good. Yeah, all the yeah, Lex Luthers I, I, are good. Yeah. So my my big complaint actually rewatching this film because I was watching Mark Zuckerberg, you know, get grilled by like the European Union Parliament like uh, yesterday, and then I watched Batman vs Superman again. Is that uh, um, Jesse Eisenberg plays him too charming? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if anything, he's like far too cool and like fun uh, to be like Mark Zuckerberg. No, uh, but I really do love the intention behind the, <laughs> the, the, the character. Yeah, it's, it's great. It was prescient. Um, and everybody who criticized it, well, when you're living in a Facebook camp, you will know that it was because <laughs> you did not love Batman versus Superman enough. You didn't trust Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> you should have. You should have learned the lessons of Batman versus Superman. And then, you know, if everyone had paid a little more attention to Batman versus Superman, then uh, maybe the election wouldn't have turned out the way that it yeah, did. You know, Maybe people wouldn't have been fooled by that fake news Yeah, uh, if they knew that Zuckerberg was a, a villain. They would have known that, you know, placing all your hopes in a uh, blonde uh, southern senator was not going to work out well. Um, it was going to blow <laughs> up in your face. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, let's uh, let's keep let's let's move along here. So, should we talk about? Should we keep going through the movie in order, or should we talk about some of? Well, the, we're, like, we're literally thirty complaints. minutes into the movie. <laughs> oh, okay, let's keep going. We're, we're, thir- we're always doing like we're, like we're at like minute thirty nine, and we're in thirty nine of our recording. So it's, <laughs> a it's just okay, so good, folks. It's like it's hard to skip around. It's so good. Well, and it's tough because I want to litigate all these moments. Like every like here's my one of my big problems is that like people are like Batman vs Superman is too long it's like too boring I'm like what parts yeah what parts are too long and too boring like I watched the three hour version of this movie last night and it just clicks along it moves for the entire time if anything I'll complain about like the scene in fake Kandak and then uh, um you know at the end 
when Doomsday shows up, it does kind of like turn into like a boring Doomsday fight, but like no different than like the two fucking and a half hours of fighting Thanos in a recent film. Yes, it's the is it the worst part about it is the same parts that are in every other superhero movie. Unfortunately, right. um Maybe, the, like, they're just copying, in a lot of ways, they're just copying Batman versus Superman. Like, all these <laughs> films you are praising are just copying what Batman versus Superman already did. And if they had a chance, they'd probably go back and do it a different way. But all your um, Marvel movies have learned nothing from it. They have not improved upon it one iota. And <laughs> it's pathetic. It's pathetic and that people continue to defend it. Um do you want to, I guess next we can talk about, you know, Batman as yeah. this dark vigilante that, you know, kills people uh, uh, sometimes, apparently. And this is well, what he brands people. He brands it's like, it's people, like implied, torture like, he people. He definitely blows people's cars up and shit, which like in movies, for some reason, that doesn't count as killing. No, someone it, does, it, someone, like- it doesn't count as killing someone. But I do <laughs> like this darker Batman because the idea is that he's Dark Knight Returns Batman. Like that makes perfect sense because in Dark Knight Returns, he does kill people like he he guns down that mutant in the scene that's uh, replicated, you know, almost one-to-one in this film like the idea that batman doesn't kill and then as a young um batman but eventually he kind of you know slips away from that and slides from that i find that like since i I think that makes a little bit of sense and it's kind of appealing i understand that as like a character like eventually he's got like he that's a promise he made as kind of a, a naive young man and all the mm. shit he's gone through has kind of been beaten down and that's why batman vs superman works because you want it you don't want a, a young idealistic batman versus a young idealistic superman you want an old bitter batman to have something to learn from superman and it's it, it works as it just makes a lot of sense and i don't know why um this film doesn't get credit for having maybe the one of besides dark knight returns like the best portrayal of a conflict between batman and superman yeah i mean i i would say actually that i'm you know people complained about like how dark and moody batman is in this movie but i'm like what like what are you comparing it to like what version of batman (laughs) do you want it to be like did you want did you expect that in like 2016 they're gonna put out a movie with like adam west batman fighting (laughs) superman you know what i mean like these nolan batman movies that everybody like loves so much he's doing a fucking ridiculous voice every time he's batman like i I don't know this complaint just strikes me as kind of silly like if anything i think that like this Batman, while he's, like, old and, you know, kind of, like, you know, Dark Knight Returns Batman and, like, angry and all that kind of stuff, I, I he strikes me as being less sort of, like, goth and dark than Nolan's Batman. Yeah, does. he's very... I mean, like, this Batman, like, lives in, like, a cool, like, be, like so you know, cool. riverfront the way, home. Wayne Manor, like, the Wayne Manor 2.0 is awesome. <laughs> like, he's yeah, friends like he's with... Got, he's, like, living pretty good. Yeah, he's friends with Alfred. Like, they get along, like, for real, for real. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, Jeremy Irons is fantastic as Alfred. He, like, he's, he's yeah, great. Yeah, great Alfred. All the gr- Alfreds are g- great. He might be one of the best ones. He, he's up there. Yeah, he's up there. It, it's good. And, and actually, I think... Bruce Wayne, him as Bruce Wayne, like when he's socializing, when he's smoozing, Mm -hmm. is like very good. He's like, he can turn on the charm and then he can get dark too. Like, that's what I want from a Bruce Wayne, like to have both sides. I think Christian Bale did a great job of it as well, but Ben Affleck does Mm -hmm. just as good a job. 
Yeah, I think he does. And I, I think that they like I don't know. I, I just this Batman doesn't strike me as like such a dark and brooding Batman as, as other people saw. Like you and, know, we're seeing Batman do things that like he's doing detective work as Bruce Wayne. He's charming. He lives in a gorgeous home and like he makes jokes here and yeah, there. He makes know, like, jokes. It, it, oh, and, and it's worth like stopping the podcast and pointing out the, this film has a lot of humor and jokes in it, but they're humor yeah. and jokes that real people in real life would tell. They're not right. quips, okay? That's like these are, the thing. These are in the context of the characters, uh, not characters that are, you know, reciting lines that a group of, like, punch-up writers wrote for them. You know what I mean? Like, there's a feeling in these Marvel movies that I'm like, I don't think, like... Like, again, I'll say about the Marvel movies that, like, when Spider-Man showed up, like, everyone's like, finally, like, Spider-Man's funny. I'm like, how can you tell? Like, everyone <laughs> is is exactly like Spider-Man in these movies. Like, I, I, I see no difference in the way Spider-Man speaks from the Iron Man or any of them. Yeah, I, I actually really like the scene where Bruce Wayne, like, infiltrates Lex's house and, like, Clark's there. And, like, you kind of mm-hmm. get the sense that they all know who each other is, but you're not really sure. And, um... I, I guess Superman doesn't know who Bruce who that Bruce. I is. think he does because so I when I rewatched it last night when he hears Alfred over his headset in that scene, Superman hears. Oh, him of course, his, of like course. super yeah, yeah. hearing. So that, I think that's when he like knows that bat that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah, like so- which by the way, I like that this movie doesn't expend a lot of like shoe leather like dealing with the stupid fucking uh, uh, secret identities and stuff like that. Like they just kind of like know who each other are and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, like and you know I gotta give. Props to Marvel movies too for for kind of doing away with that as well. Like yeah. the secret identity thing, like it works for TV, it works in comics. Like when you got like a m- movie that initially they were supposed to be like ninety minutes, but now they're a lot longer than that. But like you don't want to spend so much time on the secret identity stuff because we we've, we've seen sure. every permutation of that so far and it doesn't really matter so i I give barf both marvel and dc credit for just kind of doing way with that as like a superhero trope like it doesn't matter everybody knows lex knows who batman is who superman is and it's fine like that's like if they want to kill each other whether in suits or out of suits it's going to happen like it's okay like i i I like that as much as i've enjoyed a lot of comics and stories and tv shows about that like i'm ready to let it go at least for films (laughs) like it's, it's fine everybody knows who everybody is i would also say that i i have to give credit to i don't really i don't like the movie but i have to give credit to man of steel for like one of the things i liked about that movie was that lois lane yeah. just immediately figures out <laughs> yes. who superman is like it like works it makes her into a capable character and it just gets rid of that whole fucking thing yeah you know what it, I mean? it, like, <laughs> it's, it's fine like it, one of the best parts in the movie um Made made it look uh, John the Kink look like a fucking huge uh, dipshit for you know dying, <laughs> and then like thirty minutes later, his son uh, he died to protect his son's identity, and then like thirty minutes later, his son is just like revealing his identity to like the first woman from the city he meets. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, how nice <laughs> uh, and so after this after that pretty cool scene we get um, Gal Gadot uh, Wonder Woman I should say we like one I like Wonder Woman I don't like Gal Gadot sorry um, <laughs> okay yeah fair enough fair enough it should have been uh, Gina Carano it would have saved us so much trouble it should have been Gina Carano I'm, I think Gina Carano would have been the perfect Wonder Woman I don't know why how they could possibly have gone in a different way but fine whatever it's done 
I'm not still angry about it. Um, it's life. We got to, we get, you know, uh, we all, gas gal or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so th- this scene worked pretty well, actually. And I, yeah, I, I liked seeing them all together. And I liked that, you know, we were just talking about secret identities kind of like being, you know, uh, uh, done. But I would actually say that I kind of like seeing all these people meet for the first time in, in secret identities. <laughs> like there's a weird, like this scene is kind of fun. Like we all, we all know who Wonder Woman is. We all know who uh, uh, Batman and Superman are. And I think the scene kind of works. Yeah. So after that, we get more, you know, montages of the backstory of the guy in the, who's injured. Actually, first, we get this really cool montage of like awesome people scene. talking about Superman saving shit and people talking about it. Like, it's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, that scene, like the Day of the Dead scene, you know, which actually is what motivates Superman to leave and not, you know, confront Batman in that scene at Lex Luthor's house, uh, is beautiful. Like, that's another gorgeous, cool shot. Again, unlike, like, has there ever been as intentional a shot as that in any Marvel movie? No is the answer, of course. Like, it's so good. Like, it almost, like, makes up for, like, Man of Steel, like, just right there. It's like... Okay, this is our guy. This is Superman. This is the guy we and but there's also like this kind of dark element to it because you can see this through Batman's eyes as well when they start reaching their hands out to him and touching him like he's some kind of holy figure which he's not and Superman's kind of confused about it and doesn't really know how to mm-hmm. deal with it and if you're Batman and you're seeing and you're like I gotta put a stop to this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and then you have Neil deGrasse Tyson on. I, I love that Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> in this movie. Uh, and so I like all the cameos. <laughs> the cam the cameos are all really funny. There's a there's one with a uh, a really bad one actually with uh, John Stewart like telling just like four hacky jokes in a row when there's clearly no studio audience to laugh <laughs> at him. Uh, um, and also, there's like Nancy Grace is in the film. I think is Wolf Blitzer in this movie at some point. It's possible. Maybe I'm it's possible. That. There's so many cameos on it, and like, I like that they took the time, you know, uh, <laughs> to like just. I I I, I never. I always kind of like when they do that sort of thing, like have real journalists and stuff. So that O'Brien gets killed in this movie. <laughs> Like, what? Like, like that's so funny. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So Luke Dale Bryan gets blown up by Lex Luthor in this film. That is fucking. In the Justice League film, Soledad O'Brien is dead. They, 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 uh, in that, when you watch Justice League, you should know that, like Superman is dead and buried, so is Soledad O'Brien in the DC universe. Now, depending on which film you're watching, you get more extended, like, backstory about the guy, um, in the wheelchair, uh, Superman calling his mom, um, more like the guy who Batman branded in prison. And it's all good. So we don't have to get into it. Um, KGBB shows up at prisons, get, all kinds of shit going on. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, it, the longer this movie is, the better it gets, actually. You know, you just get more and more stuff happening, and it never feels like, like, these scenes move about fast but not too fast and they always are moving like parts of the plot for it's never there just like because when i'm watching these marvel movies it's just like a lot of the scenes are like just them improving with each other i'm like like why does that need to be in a film in a movie like this is not a tv show where that you've accidentally underwritten this is a movie you're spending 200 million dollars making Mm-hmm. 
I mean, also, like, yeah, this movie moves at a clip. Like, this thing is just, like, the pace of this, uh, uh, and the editing is, like, very nice, actually. Like, I, I think that, and I also, like, I think the extended version does a better job, and we're, we're jumping over this a little bit, but I actually do like the stuff where Clark Kent is getting into it with the people of, uh, uh, of Gotham. Yeah. Like, we're sort of seeing, like, what the actual, like, poverty of Gotham is like and, you know, how Gotham is very different from Metropolis, which is just across the waterway, which it is an interesting idea, yeah, actually. I like, like, I like I was the idea. a little, like, I'm okay with it, actually. It just doesn't, like, not make sense or anything. Yeah, it's, it's fine. And I think now we can just jump ahead to the scene, the um, nightmare um, scene, uh-huh, which uh-huh, is yes. the, if, it, well, let's put it this way. This is the second best superhero fight scene possibly ever, aside from, like, Blade. And that's only be, it's only second because you have the fucking Arkham uh, scene later in this film. Like it's good. <laughs> like they, they they played those fucking Arkham games and they figured out how Batman is supposed to fight in real life yep. and three D and just recreate it. So like th- when we say um, video games are better than movies. Um, Zack Snyder understood this two years ago, and that's how <laughs> they developed all the fight scenes in this film. Uh, this scene though. Like, almost more than anything, it really bums me out about Justice League. Um, because, you know, we have Batman here, and this is clearly, like, a flash-forward of some kind, right? Yes. Like, and this is clearly, like, apocalypse kind of stuff happening. And I'm talking about the planet apocalypse, where Darkseid is from. I mean, we see, like, erupting, you know, flames erupting from the Earth, like, destruction. We see the parademons. And, and you really get a sense, and I know that Zack Snyder is not, like, a big comic fan, but you really get a sense that, like, they are treating the the new gods and the villains as very serious and real and weighty threats. You know what I mean? Like, and so this scene, like, actually really bums me out that, you know, Justice League got taken away from Snyder and the whole DC Universe got taken away from Snyder because all of this, you know, the Flash coming and showing up and everything like that, like... None of this is ever going to happen. Oh, by the way, I'm I'm paused right now on the shot of Batman like overlooking the city, and you know what I've never noticed before is that the the Dark Side logo is there. Oh wow! Like the Omega, the Lambda is like carved into the ground. Uh, oh yeah, into, yeah, like, yeah. The field he's like looking over. Yeah. So um, it's awesome. This is an awesome shot. Yeah, this is an awesome shot. It takes a lot from Red Sun as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's he's got the Batman in the big trench coat. Yeah, it's just it just. Wor- it's just awesome. It's a uh, great. It's um, this horrific vision of the future, which we are then says may happen because the Flash shows up and tries to warn uh, uh, Batman about something. But like, it's I don't know if it's going to come to pass. It probably won't. They probably. I mean, it won't. Like we're we're setting. It's like this like awesome mix. Like this scene. Like. I, I watched this in the theater and was just like, what the fuck? Yes. Like, I was like, really? Like, I was like, like, fired up by this scene. I have to admit yeah. that I was like, more than a lot of movies I've seen recently, I was like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> like, uh, like, some shit uh, is oh, going I, to go down. Like, and why not? Uh-huh. Like, you're making these films. Like, you can take risks. You can take chances. You can, you know, even like what they did in Infinity War where they killed half the people. Of course, they're coming back. But like, what if they did that for real? Like, that would be cool. 
Like, that would be interesting. I mean, but also, like, what would be cool in Infinity War is if there's any scene that was, like, shot as cool yes. as this. <laughs> if they, like, did any, like, production design at all to, like, make these places, like, look cool or interesting and not just, like, a big, like, you know, like, like truly, like, like, uh, like the fields in episode one, you yeah. know what I mean? Like just big green windows backgrounds, you know? Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, this is, uh, uh, this scene is so cool. This scene is really very cool. And it is, uh, really a disappointment that like, you know, what ended up happening, uh, with the new gods as we saw in Justice League is that Joss Whedon doesn't give a fuck about them and he cares so little about them that, uh, he turned the mother boxes into the Allspark. Uh, so you know, uh, just, this is the only good scene we'll ever see with the new gods, folks. So sad. But again, it's like we we talk about how great that scene is. Then we get another great one. Like we get a little bit more backstory. Uh, Batman gets uh, Clark Kent gets the photos of the guy getting murdered in prison that Batman branded. And then we and then we get like the finally we get the showdown right between Batman versus mm-hmm. Superman and like it opens with this wonderful shot of Batman standing on the crane watching all like arms dealers and vi- villains load up and it just looks so mm-hmm. cool like it's straight yeah. from the comic books and it just looked like so it's like so well done but so subtle like you and it's this, and and it's this big shot it's this gigantic like you know we are like tracking and this is real this is not you know like a like we are like flying on a helicopter above somebody like dressed as batman like standing on top of a crane it was athletic like, like, you of this- can tell from the bulk it was athletic <laughs> All of this is happening. This is not a big, shitty green screen shot. Like, they set up a big scene, and we get to witness it. And I kind of like that. I like in movies, like, when they make a big thing in the real world and then film it so we can see it. Like, I think that's kind of cool, personally. Yeah, it's uh, really cool. Then we get the new Batmobile, which is actually pretty badass. I think I I, I really like the Batmobile, uh, this Batmobile. I like it better than the Dark Knight one. Uh, I don't like the Dark Knight one at all. The Tumblr, yeah. his like big Hummer in that one, like you know, this one is a cool Batmobile. I mean, he kills a ton of people in this scene. Like he just is outright like murdering yeah, people, uh, which is funny. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, this is the this is the late stage Batman. You know, it's very funny the idea like Batman doesn't use guns except for like missiles from his car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's actually a, a comic book like so in the Dark Knight Returns, like he has he has basically the tumbler and it's like a tank, and he says it's all yeah. non the weapons, and then. After that, um, Bernie Reichston um, had a comic called The Cult, which explained why he built it. And it's because this um, re- religious cult like built up, uh, like grew, like got all the homeless people together down in the sewers. And they ended up taking over all of Gotham City, murdering all the cops. And for some reason, Batman stopped them instead of like... Uh, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. He actually did join them temporarily. But yeah, that's why... He has the Tumblr in, in canon. I would suggest everybody read the comic because uh, it's actually really a uh, good kind of like fake prequel to The Dark Knight Returns. But yeah, we get this cool sequence, this cool action scene that's just fun to watch and actually interesting. And yeah, and that's too back to back. It's cool. It's filled with, you know, a big special effects scene. You know, I know I was sort of railing against special effects, but like, you know, there's a lot of cool shots in here, a lot of good effects, and it's it's great. It's a It's a, you know, Batmobile fight scene. Right. And it ends with uh them finally facing off against each other. And like it the dialogue like 
Do you bleed? I mean, come on. That's good. That is so good. That is so good. You can't deny if you're a Batman fan at all, you have to get a little bit of a chill hearing that. Like, it's good, folks. Uh, I don't know why yeah. you're denying yourself this. Ooh, and then we get to the scene that everybody, one of the scenes everybody tries to make fun of, in spite of the fact that it is excellent. It's excellent. Which scene is this? The, uh, the uh, testimony bombing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this. Like, everyone's mad. Like, people get so upset by this scene. Um, but why? I don't understand yeah. it, actually. I just, like, I, I'm actually perplexed by why people yeah, are upset I, by I this I still scene. don't understand. Like, like, the only thing they'll say is, like, there's pee in it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but she said <laughs> the thing earlier. Like, she said in that other scene, which, by the way, we didn't talk about that scene, but that scene is also good. The scene where yeah. he, like, talks about the painting, and he's like, now we know devils come from above and all that. Like, that's a good scene. I don't that's know what to tell you. Uh, that's a very good scene. And then, yeah, but, like... But it's just so good. Um, Holly Hunter. Right. <laughs> not Hill it's Holly Hunter. It's Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Hunter. Holly Hunter. That's a trick. That's a trick they try to play on us. Yeah. Uh, it's Holly Hunter. <laughs> Where she's like, you know, reeling into Lex and she just kind of starts looking at something and she's kind of getting distracted and Superman's kind of noticing something's going on. And then like, like, it's just so well done. And then, and then uh, Mercy starts noticing something too. Like you get all these kind of mm -hmm. delayed reactions from people about what the fuck's going on. And then she turns around the jar and says, Granny Peach Tea. Oh my God. It's so good. I watch it right now. It's just, it's so good. <laughs> I uh, this is one of these ones where, like, I, I, I again, I, mean, I just don't know what everyone was so mad about. Like, what make I, I, this is like the 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 she looked, core unifying thesis about Batman versus Superman is like everyone who is mad about any of these scenes, like, w like w compared to what, yeah. like, what 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 superhero movie is is better than this? What what are uh, what film would you tell me that I should go watch that would have examples of scenes? That are like better and less stupid than this scene. Like, Please let me know. It's so good. Like, there's the, that humor mixed with the horror. Like the fact that like, mm -hmm. like he's going, like Lex is going to murder all these people and then have a joke beforehand. Like that is just so perfect. And like the yeah, the, and super villainy. You know what I mean? Like, but but super villainy in a way that like is you know. Uh, uh, I don't know. It, it's it's not quippy. I guess I would yeah. say like it's like it's funny, but it's like evil, and it doesn't like and it doesn't strike me as being out of character for this character. No, not at all. And then when she she looks at the empty scene and like the explosion, it just like it's of course it's all like CGI, but it's so good. Like the how yeah. the violence is rendered just makes mm -hmm. the scene like just all the, those the people. The timing of it really works. It's so t it's timed so well. The timing really works, and I was surprised by it when I first yeah, saw the I movie. Yeah, I was genuinely like, surprised. I knew something was going to happen, but, like, for a gigantic explosion to happen, to, like, blow up Capitol Hill, like, yes, I was surprised by that. And, like, again, the, the having the thought process to say, well, of course Superman's going to be untouched by any of this. So he's just uh -huh. going to be standing there in all this wreckage, not able to do anything at all, and feeling, like, you know, complete dog shit. Like, he's going to be yeah. at his lowest point. Then and then, of course, you bring Batman to his lowest point because Lex, like, actually is a supervillain with like multiple plots going on, and he's you know fucking uh, gaslighting Batman into thinking that this is like his fault too. It's like, I'm sorry, like that's good, like this is a good, 
like the motivations of all the characters make sense. The plot, the plot of Lex Luthor makes sense, and it makes sense that it works. Then you get the training one montage of Batman that looked it's badass. I'm sorry, like Ben Affleck, he did the fucking thing. You know, it's he trains. He's like the first. Oh well, he's the first Batman that really looks like Batman. Is built like Batman should be built. I know Christian Bale. He did put on a lot of weight for it, but like he didn't put. But that's like Christian Bale's whole thing. I'm not impressed by Christian Bale gaining or losing weight ever. <laughs> like it's the only thing he does. But then he still ended up a lot smaller than Ben Affleck. Just having like this overpowering like girth and size, just a fucking mm-hmm. unit of a Batman. It makes sense. Yes, big guy, big guy. <laughs> he got himself really big for this movie. Um. So let's skip ahead. Yeah, and here's the next scene that people complain about. The videos of... Okay. Yeah, go ahead. You take this one, Jack. Everybody, come on. With the videos, everyone is so mad about the idea that anyone would ever get information off of a computer. Um, You know, Batman, oh my God. Like, he's actually getting information about other superheroes on a computer you guys know that, like, um, that's the only place we ever get any fucking information <laughs> these days in the modern world. Where do you get any information? Like, how would you learn about anything new? I, I actually would go as far as to say that, like, Wonder Woman and Batman watching, like, QuickTime videos of other superheroes is actually probably the most, like, realistic way they could find out about other superheroes. Like, I don't get the complaint. I don't, like, people went into this movie, like, angry at it already for some reason like there's some i don't know what happened but there was like everyone like wanted to nitpick every little thing and i get that i'm i'm with it with a lot of these other movies but i don't think it's fair with this one yeah it makes sense and the scenes are really good and dark and better and the cyber one especially is better than the one in justice league like i don't know why they changed his um introduction to story but like it's really dark and I'll tell you why they changed it because um, when uh, Zack Snyder was doing Justice League, there was going to be a lot more of Cyborg in it, uh, and one of Joss Whedon's contributions was to cut almost all of that. Yeah, <sighs> great guy that Joss. <laughs> I mean, Joss, like you know, can anyone can can if anybody is a Joss defender, can you point to the ways in which you think Joss Joss improved Justice League, or just tell um, me how Avengers is better than this? <laughs> just, I, I won't even make you defend Justice League. Just tell me how Avengers is better than this movie, because uh, it's not. Then, um, <laughs> then instead of another fight scene, we just have the aftermath of Batman breaking into Lex Corp because he's so pissed off and he wants to get that kryptonite. <laughs> like that's good. Like that. Like that non-fight scene is better than a lot of fight scenes <laughs> that we see in superhero <laughs> movies. Like everything about this movie is good. Um, we get the ghost sequence. We get Kevin Costner. I, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm always kind of iffy about, you know, ghost sequences, but this one sure. was really well done. Like, it's a conversation that I wish he wasn't dead in the universe so they could really have it. But otherwise. And I mean, it's a little weird, but also, like, I will say this is another time when, like, this could be a boring ass scene on a set we've already seen, but they choose to shoot it in, like, the Himalayas or <laughs> yeah. something. You know what I mean? They this f- is, like, another one of these times when I'm like, they flew. Wow, it's gorgeous IMAX, uh, IMAX photography. You know what I mean? Like in a Marvel movie, we'd be probably be in Doctor Strange's house again. Yeah, you know they, what I they, mean? They flew uh, Kevin Costner out to the Himalayas 
for a whole week to shoot this 30 second scene. And you know what? Like, I think it does make the, it's like a little weird that that's where it is, but it kind of does make it more impactful. And like, honestly, like Superman would go to crazy places like that. If you wanted to think, you know what I mean? He's Superman. Yeah. Um, Anyway, it's it, like they 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 made the scene more interesting than it had to be, and I think that that's like common throughout the entire film. And then we have Wayne Manor, who which is you know desiccated and burnt out, and you know he actually walks into you know a bit of it, like you know that could have also taken place like already at his apartment, but no, he has his you know mm-hmm. f- before the big confrontations he goes with alfred to where it all started at you know to have like a like this is thoughtful stuff this is good stuff it's it's cool it's good stuff and it also like looks like a movie it looks like a big blockbuster movie that they like spent money to make and shot all these things like in real life uh again these marvel movies feel like a television show to me it's all just glass walls like i i don't know that i don't know that there was one single new location in um infinity war that wasn't a green screen yeah uh and then we we finally get to the last full hour it's literally an hour of like yeah. <laughs> the, the climax is the hour which is, is too much is too much to be okay. fair I, I, so I will accept let's that let's talk about this climax here like because I, I can ha- i can have some complaints here the, the batman versus superman fight is is awesome. Yes. Like I, I don't have any complaints about the Batman versus Superman fight. Like it feels brutal. It feels like I think that they actually do a really good job of making it a superhero fight, but making it a superhero fight where like it feels like these guys are really fucking pounding on each other and like hurting each other. Like there's a feeling sometimes in these Marvel movies that like I, I'm just watching like poser characters like getting like, you know, thrown around and like nothing actually can hurt or affect them. Like when someone like flips over a million times, like when a normal man flips a thousand times and like hits his back and just bounces off the wall, I'm like, okay, like. We're just in fucking Tom and Jerry land, I guess. You know what I mean? Uh, But this does a good job of, like, showing – of having two men that are, like, powerful men. Um, And so they do have – like, they feel like superheroes, but it does feel like there are hits – like, their punches are happening and affecting them. Yeah, and it's not, you know – it's not – it's not a – it's asymmetrical, right? Because you have Batman, who's just a human, versus, you know, Superman, who's like a Kryptonian god almost. And so, and that makes it so compelling. And what makes it so compelling is that Batman, for the most part, has the advantage in this fight. And they, yeah. and like, I, I guess we can't really give Snyder any credit for this. This is all sure. Dark Knight Returns, but like, 100%. it's good. It's, it was smart, but it's, it's like, smart of him to copy it. I mean, and also, like, he executed it really well. You know what I mean? Like, he, they took, like, it's, it's hard to adapt things from film or from comics and, like, make them good. Um, and he was able to, like, take this sequence, which is, like, one of the most classic in comic book history and execute it extremely well. I think that, like, you know, if I'm Frank Miller, I would watch this scene and be like, cool, that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- like, he comes up with some new ways for Batman to fuck him up, like the wire shit. Um, when he gets the toilet, the sink from the bathroom, yeah. of it. like it's good stuff. Like it's a really good fight scene. Um, it yeah, and it is brutal, and it does feel like it's just. I'm like, damn, like they're fucking each other up. Jesus Christ! I really like that they don't do like in order to see when it's time for Ben Affleck to act. They don't make mm-hmm. him take his helmet off. They just have his helmet smashed open, so you see his face. Mm-hmm. Why can't these other 
movies do this? Like, <laughs> why haven't they figured? I guess they do it sometimes with Iron Man, but like for the it's lazy. It's just laziness. Like, and that's that's also why they do it on Game of Thrones. Like in Game of Thrones, they're supposed to be wearing giant helms all the time. That's what would happen in you know actual medieval times. And so the showrunners are just like, well, it would be hard to like show emotion that way, so we'll just not do it. Like, and just have it like not make any sense. Uh, we did skip over Lex Luthor and Lo- Lois's scene where he talks it off the building, and that's great. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> so look, everybody gets mad about Lex Luthor becoming like a crazy villain, but I'm like, he's a fucking comic book villain. You know what I mean? Like, they're talking about Lex Luthor, the the Superman villain here, right? Like, uh, I don't know. So like his plot, while it is a little contrived to get them to fight each other, uh, it doesn't bump me too hard. No. It does not bump me out of the film or anything like that because we're ultimately like, you know, this movie came out the same year as uh, uh, Captain America Civil War, right? And people loved that movie. People thought Captain America Civil War was a very good yes. movie. Um, so in in this movie, Lex Luthor comes up with a contrived scheme to get Batman versus Superman to fight each other to the death because uh, uh, he's forcing them to do that, right? Uh, and everyone was like, it's very silly, like, what he did in this movie. In fucking C- Captain America Civil War, I believe Baron Zemo blows up the UN, <laughs> uh, causes all the superheroes to turn against each other, and it turns out that the reason he did all of that was because he wants Iron Man to see a video <laughs> so that he would turn against Captain America, who he already turned against. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's just weird. It's just weird that... Uh, the Marvel ones like get a total pass and everyone scrutinizes every fucking second of this movie. Yeah, and, and, and I really was kind of bummed out by Civil War. Like hearing about Batman versus Superman ahead of time, like, why can't they team up first? You know, I had that kind of concern, but like it made sense in this universe. They completely justified why they would hate each other and try to kill each other. In Civil War, like that's not the case like at all. Like and it really yeah. boned me out to see They're actually just dumb. Yeah. Like it's it's like <laughs> They're just dumb, and they get they fall for an, you know, like a very obvious trick. Like it, it, it really like the when I look back on, it, even though some of the like the some of the fight scenes were good, like like they shouldn't have been fighting. Like they should be friends. Like in this movie, like you. Sh- and by the way, let's also talk about the fight scene in Civil War because these are similar movies. It's like the two movies came out that year were like Batman versus Superman, where the two main heroes fought each other, and then Civil War, where all the Marvel heroes fought each other. So let's talk about the the scene of Batman fighting Superman. Uh, gorgeously shot, like actually has real impact, like feels really cool. Uh, and in Civil War, they like run around on like the tarmac at an airport. Yeah. They, like, are, like, running around on, like, the least interest. Like, I, there's nothing interesting about where they have the fight in Civil War. Like, it just looks like they, like, it looks like they had, like, the parking lot free at Disney for the day or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just looks like shit. Yeah, and then you, you did have the last fight, which was kind of go- the three-way fight. And that was, that was okay. That has some pretty good choreography it's okay i I would say though that like that is a scene where that's another one of those ones where like i lose any sense of like impact of the fight like i feel like they were just like tossing each other around like ragdolls in like a big tower and like it didn't feel like anyone was like hurting from any of the like fight that was happening and that's different in batman versus they had they like it's because it's really hard to do too because iron man is just like uh, t- like a 50 year old man in like a suit and then you have like two young like yeah. super studs going out. so it's, <laughs> it's really hard to like do that fight uh, in a way that makes yeah. sense I think they did okay I'll give them some credit for it but like 
it's nothing compared to like the next scene in Batman vs Superman, which is the fucking. But hold on a second, Civil War got ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I just want to say that really quickly <laughs> that Civil War got ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice got twenty seven percent. Okay, let's just like throw that down there. Anyway, let's move forward. Yeah, so it's nothing compared to what comes next, which is like a scene straight from the Arkham video games, because video games have to figure out how the. And it makes sense because video games have to figure out how to make all this comic book stuff work in motion, even to more detail than like a movie does, because you have a player who's going to control every moment of it. Like it's not you can't do cuts, you know, you can't hide anything that doesn't make sense. You have to make it fully realized and every aspect of it has to make sense from minute from second to second. And Snyder, again, wisely just played a fucking Arkham and just copy a bunch of shit from here. Like you can almost see the button prompts that he's hitting. And it's just like this great way that they develop for uh, one guy to fight like 20 people with guns. And it makes sense. Like he oh my god, get- that scene is so good. Like that's actually maybe one of the best Batman fight scenes in any film. Oh, I think. It pro- yeah, it's probably it probably is the best. We I have to watch them all back to back. But yeah, like it's just so perfect. Um, he uses yeah. he uses the enemy's weapons against him. He uses their bodies as weapons. He uses his gadgets. Gadgets. He uses the environment. He uses everything to make this work. Like there is so much thought put into making this fight scene like good, and it just. It's perfect. It's perfect. Like it, I believe they have it on YouTube as like a promo. Like I and, yeah. and people should watch it. Like it's just a badass I, I, scene. I, it's one of these. It's another one of these moments where I'm like, what are you wanting out of these superhero movies? You know what I mean? Like, because I actually want to see like blockbuster action films. Like I, I don't really know what other people want out of these movies. Like I, I want to see like big like cool well shot scenes of like action he, you know uh, uh he fucking that's what this movie yeah, has <laughs> he fucking face busters a guy on a crate then shoots the crate with a <laughs> grappling hook and throws the crate over his head at two other guys and bounces them off the wall like you, it doesn't get better than that it just doesn't it just doesn't like well there's there's the scene when um in infinity war uh Bucky and Rocket Raccoon are shooting AK-47s at a bunch of alien dogs. That's pretty good, too, huh? Like, geez, it's just so good. It's just this this perfect. It's just perfect. What else do you want he us gets, to say here, people? He like, gets, it's good. He gets fucked up, too. Like, he gets shot sometimes. He gets stabbed yep. once, and that really hurts him. Yep. But, like, it gives everything, like, an impact to it. Like, you know this isn't easy for him, even if it may seem so. When he tosses people in the walls, the fucking uh, drywall breaks and exposes the brick behind it. Like, that's just some basic, like, cool-ass yeah. shit that you do when you care about making a fight scene look good. And they do it. I know that this is always what people say when it's a good fight scene, but it's like the raid. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, I actually did not... I, I, I have to... I have. I have to obligatorily yeah, say it, that I feel that this exactly was kind like of the like the raid. Okay, <laughs> and this, I did like I, again. I like the copy in the Dark Knight moment um, where he blows up the fucking uh, tank. Uh, he blows up KGB beast. Now, my hope is that now he'll KGB beast will come back with his one hand and his leather daddy outfit yeah. um, because that would be well. That might have happened if Snyder had an if Snyder were still controlling the universe. Uh, Instead, I guess we're going to get um, Shazam as Deadpool. Whoa. <sighs> 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 okay. Uh, oh, okay. oh, we, we, we missed so, one thing people always complain about. 
The Martha thing. What's that? Martha. Oh, okay. I don't get that's another complaint I just don't understand. Like I actually think that that was like kind of a clever thing to notice. Like yeah. that and it's weird that that hasn't ever been played on. I have on been really re- reading like, Cooper, uh, Batman Superman comic books my entire life. I never noticed that their moms had the same name. Me neither. Like I that was like I kind of in that scene was like, "Oh, crazy." Like I never thought about that. Like I, I, again, it's another one of these things where people are like, "Oh my god, that's so stupid." And I'm like, "Can you like explore that idea can you tell me why you think that uh because i i I just feel like i'm on a different planet with a lot of these uh uh, complaints about this movie like you know uh uh movies are like kind of silly and like have plot points you know that like you know action movies are a little bit ridiculous and stuff like that but like that's as fine a motivation as any for them to come together yeah and this is i I do understand why like why batman suddenly sees superman's humanity when he like realizes that he has a mother yes that makes perfect sense it's a little silly but it makes sense and and, like it wasn't a contrivance or a coincidence that the film made up like this is something that's been established for 60 years they were just the first people to use it it's how it's always been. Like I, I just have no problem with it. I, I have no issue whatsoever one, my, with the Martha the only, thing. My one complaint is that you know Clark Kent. He's a respectful boy. He would never call it, refer to his mother by her first name. <laughs> okay, like <laughs> he's a, that is he, weird. Like it, it would. It, maybe they should have said if he was trying to like just get tell who she was, Martha. You have to say Martha can't right why did you say that yeah sure yeah, that that, that would have worked a little bit better but overall but also the scene wouldn't have worked as well if it was superman lying on the ground going mommy yeah. mommy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i do have to say um, um diane lane she's great in this uh yeah the funny scene with batman it's not a quip it makes yep. sense uh it's fine yeah, <laughs> yeah i like it i i think i that, that did not bump me at all and in fact i was kind of like oh that's Something I never noticed about Batman and Superman before. That's really odd. Okay, and so here we go with the Doomsday sequence. Okay. <sighs> like, I'm so conflicted so, about it because I liked how it ended. I've, yes, well, me too. I felt the movie could have ended already. Um, well, you know, the way I see the Doomsday sequence is that this movie really, like, has two third acts, like, in a row, yes. which is a little bit strange. Like, the, the Batman versus Superman fight is is really, like, a third act you know yeah. what i mean like but i i guess i don't know like i it is a little bit silly like i don't like this 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 like this is where lex luther gets a little weird as a character but you know i guess he's just a crazy person um but also you know uh, every superhero movie ends in a big fight like this like every single superhero movie ends with like a big cg guy and they're like punching him really hard so i while i don't like love this that much i also don't really see why it's any worse than any of the like many beloved superhero movies yes yeah which i guess is the common theme of this episode yeah it, like i feel like almost if you were going to make a movie two movies like this could have been two like you could have had a little mm-hmm. bit more of superman being superman and you could have had maybe i don't know some i don't know like it, it's really weird because the way you set it up is like it all has to go back to back to back like the saving yeah. martha kent and then bring in doomsday like there's no like there's no space to add something else something to pad it to make it not be this thing um yeah and it still work logically like because the thing that holds it together is also kind of the thing that holds it back and makes it kind of not as good as it could be 
I kind of wish that it wasn't Doomsday. I wish they maybe held on to Doomsday, but I understand why plot-wise, like, after you have Batman and Superman come together, you need, like, a major threat for them to, like, overcome together. Like, you know, uh, again, it's like this is kind of like what happens in superhero movies, you know? I don't uh, have any big complaint about it. And and where it led to, you know, uh, uh, Superman dying... Is I will say also I think the Wonder Woman theme is good. <laughs> like I always like I'm like I, I I like when the Wonder Woman theme plays yeah. in movies, and that's that's something that like we should mention here is that um, does any Marvel character have a theme yeah. song? It's all just library <laughs> tracks. Like Marvel movies are like like literally like they're just playing library tracks. Um, yeah, so that that's one yeah. thing is that like Wonder Woman has a song that I recognize, and when she shows up, they play the song. Yeah, like, Remember that? Remember how that used to happen in movies? <laughs> it's good. She's cool. She's pretty good in it. Um, overall, I think she's fine in this. I mean, like whatever. She's she's a little like it's like a little you know. There's not a lot really going on with Wonder Woman, and in fact, like one, I will also I have to put some uh, the the Turkish air tie in is a little bit uh, too explicit or something in this film. Oh, I uh, a little too much. I have to go back and there's watch. a very. <laughs> She's like Wonder Woman is like getting on a plane on a, on Turkish air, oh. and when she finds out about Doomsday, and she like gets off the plane. There's actually a really funny. I'll send it to you, but there's like a funny video of Zack Snyder like having to talk about the partnership. Oh, with, I saw or, that. I've seen Turkish that. Yeah. Air. <laughs> it's really. I'm like, eh, that's pathetic. They shouldn't make directors do yeah. that. <laughs> um, but I do. I I actually do like. I really did like her in this one. Wonder Woman is dog shit. As we talked about on a uh, sure. very early episode, you should go and check out maybe episode three or four. But yeah, we yeah. I actually did like her in this film, like her, you know, not having to do a lot of talking or acting and just like looking cool and kicking ass and being mysterious. That's the key thing. Yeah. Her being mysterious <laughs> really, really helps the character pop. And that's what she uh, is good at as an actress. I think that she should have stuck with that. I think she got. Uh, it's hard to do a solo movie though with a character who's mysterious, unfortunately. Sure. Um, but um, I think she kind of got back to that in Justice League. I didn't like Justice League, but she didn't. She didn't bother me as much in uh, Justice League as she did in Wonder Woman because she didn't have to do as much. Um, and I think that's just. The lane she should stay in, and also free Palestine, free Palestine, free Palestine, <laughs> of course. Um, I mean, yeah, there's there's issues with uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, uh, so you know, but uh, this leads to something that's actually ultimately kind of cool, which is Superman yeah. dying. I was surprised by this. I didn't. I was surprised by it too. Um, I didn't think, you know, that like he was going to stay dead or anything like that. But I was kind of like, well, okay, that's like a pretty wild ending for this movie, and like actually an interesting setup for Justice yeah. League and why the Justice League would come to exist. Yeah, it, it it's a good call. I think it's a good call. The only like downside is again, like I don't think they really had established who Superman was and why we sure. care about him enough to make it such a big deal. They tried. But you, they but the did. montage isn't enough, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's like it's like you know they give him like a a huge like state funeral and everything like that, and I'm like, so this is for the guy who like did a 9/11 and then like saved people from like a burning building in Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know, like, um, it, but it, it doesn't it doesn't like quite work. But it is like very cool and well shot, and like uh, it feels right. It feels like it has like the right tone for the ending of this movie. Yeah, I, I do. I do want 
push back and say maybe Zack Snyder's, you know, things about military and big shots gets in the way here because there's no there, ah, it doesn't okay. really make sense that superman would give like a full military funeral like, it just doesn't <laughs> like even <laughs> superman superman wouldn't get that like you would have something like put on like the mayor right like the mayor yeah, would true. put on su- something for superman and we all know who attended the funeral for a friend it was uh blue beetle <laughs> yes. uh, booster gold <laughs> <laughs> i think it was fire it was all the justice league international that i think they know the, the, uh, they were the justice friend. league proper then that was before the grant morrison reboot where they actually said you know who should actually be on the justice league like the actual good superheroes <laughs> <laughs> now i like justice league that international fine, but, but yes. yeah that was that it's was fun. during a weird time. If you go back and read the Death of Superman comic, you're going to wonder who the fuck all these people are. Like, it is so Bloodstone. funny that like you're reading Death of... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so funny. It's like, like call the Justice League and like Blue like Blue Beetle's the first person to get fucked up by Doomsday, yeah. which is pretty funny. Yeah, slammed in that door. Ooh, that, that was a good one. Um, but yeah, and then you also had... But you had the parallel funeral at Clark Kent's house where batman and wonder woman actually show up and see his mom and stuff like and and the juxtaposition of those two things are actually cool they would mean a lot more if we knew more about who clark kent was as a person like like and if they maybe like knew each other a little more than just one fight or something (laughs) like uh yeah i i guess i guess there's no way to avoid that but like if the audience had more of a connection with clark kent that they weren't bringing from other media that they saw like right like man still just need to be like man still two or basically um i think that's a good i think it's a good take but unfortunately we don't live in that <laughs> yeah, universe so, we don't live in a better yeah. universe where that's the case but you know one thing i do want to say that i think is funny about this is that like superman dies at the end of this movie and this is another thing that like people complained about they're like yeah okay superman's dead yeah right he's gonna stay dead these are the same people that are like gasping yeah. about fucking Spider-Man turning to dust. <laughs> like this is everybody like falling. They're like, oh my god, the ending of Infinity War is fucking crazy. And like they like everyone was like, I don't know. People are not nice to this yeah. movie, and I don't understand why. And actually. it feels it feels like with this one, it's like they actually, you know, the film took it seriously. Even if, you know, as a fan, you understood that it's not going to last. They're not trying to work you. They're just trying to tell a good story. Like with Infinity War, they are literally trying to work you like a wrestling promoter. They are saying, oh, no, all these deaths are permanent. And they're not going to like just lying to people for like no reason because nobody buys it. And like, you know, having one person die and take it seriously is going to works a lot better on film than having, you know, uh, 300 what billion people die <laughs> and, and they can, no it's probably a lot more than that like like a like a trillion people die like half the galaxy yeah yeah so um superman's death but at least the, at least we're gonna finally have enough resources <laughs> yeah obviously um <laughs> i hope the next movie like opens with like them i don't know having like a lot of water <laughs> yeah. or something like that like, like thanos like, is like everyone's go, got enough gasoline bro, finally like, die. like the people like just regular people filling up their gas tank and it's like 60 cents a gallon it's like you know that thanos <laughs> Thanks, guy thanos. Like, like i really missed that spider-man guy but goddamn if this gas is cheap now <laughs> if, if, if if there's not i i gotta say there's enough resources now there's enough resources <laughs> but then we get the scene with um batman confronting Lex Luthor in the prison 
it was really and mm-hmm. it's really good. Another great scene. You get bald Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. You get angry Batman. You get Lex Luthor. You know, saying, "I know who you are." Oh, he doesn't actually say it. He, I mean, it's just implicit in the whole conversation. They know mm-hmm. each other are. There's no secrets between them. And Lex Luthor still isn't afraid because he's afraid of something else, which is dark side. And you, you just uh-huh. get so excited because, like, you got this even oh bigger God. threat coming. Like, it's almost Lovecraftian the way, like, he's got Lex Luthor has gotten this forbidden knowledge from the Kryptonian ship. And because he's accessed this knowledge, he's brought um, attention onto himself and Earth. And something is coming, some dark entity like this dark unstoppable entity and now there's no superman to fight it and what will we do what the fuck what will we do what could possibly happen in the next film and just it's unfortunate we never found out because they didn't um make a sequel to this movie well as it turns out um when when uh lex luther was like doing the ping 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 of the mother box uh he was talking about the devices that if you collect all of them the world will blow up or some shit i don't know uh it's really disappointing. I mean, like, I, 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 this is one of these things where I'm like, I was very excited when, like, Lex Luthor's like, he's coming. I was like, I was watching this movie being like, holy fuck, they're really doing DC. Like, Jesus. Uh, and it turned out that they were not rewarded for that whatsoever. Um, the critics, uh, I don't know what the fuck happened to them with this movie. Uh, these are the same people that gave almost uniformly good reviews to, uh, Captain America Civil War in the same year. Um, and now we'll never, we will literally never get another good DC movie because Warner has been so scared off. Like this movie, which I really believe should be the gold yes. standard for superhero movies uh, and especially DC movies, um, has caused them to like recut every single movie they've done oh, since. Yeah. Like they are running so scared and they are so desperate to emulate the Marvel model that they are like losing. Everything that was like actually special about the you know about the their version of a superhero universe. R- really um, unfortunate. Really unfortunate. Like that, they just you know didn't power through and say you know what this is actually a good film. Like it, it just it's bizarre. Well, it actually refl- it actually reflects like a larger and sort of like bad thing that's happening in the entertainment industry, which is that like. You know, Marvel or not Marvel, uh, Warner Brothers was like one of the last studios that like wanted to make like big, expensive, like movie movies. They like were believers in the, you know, in the idea of like the director should make the, should call the shots and really be running shit. Like they let Snyder like really run shit with this movie because they were making movies like in the traditional way that movies have always been made. Um, that's not the way that movies are being made anymore. Like these movies are being made more like television shows and they're being made more by committee. Uh, and they're being made to appeal to like the widest audience humanly possible. Um, and so what we're seeing, like, you know, what's happened with Justice League was it was like one of the last breaths of like what could you do or sorry what uh when we're what we saw with batman versus superman was one of the last breaths of you know can blockbuster movies still be made you know uh, with one person at the helm like can they can this be a singular vision like it was you know with every blockbuster movie in the past um and and what's happened was is the the reaction by the critics has just like pushed the power like further into the studio's hands. Like we critics basically said, no, we don't think that movies are good, you know, when they are someone's singular vision. You know, we like things that are made better by committee. Like we like the Marvel movies because they're comforting and they're unchallenging and they feel like television shows. And so what we saw as a result of this is like, yeah, we are now 
going to move further away from artists having control in Hollywood and like move closer to like full executive control over every piece of entertainment. Uh, and it's thanks to the critics. Thanks, yeah, guys. And I hope it was worth it for all the fans who piled on to it. You now you get nothing but you know regurgitated garbage with no real vision. Like, like no real purpose. Just like next episodes of a TV show. Somebody actually, like, there was a was it the post that was like, you know, hating popular movies doesn't make uh, makes you a bad person. That post that just came out, um, and they were like, oh, and they were like saying, well, you can't really judge, you know, Infinity War like it's a movie. It's actually you have to have to think about it as the next episode of a television show. I'm like. Why do I have to think that? Like, I don't pay $30 to watch an episode of a TV show. I just, you know, put it on Netflix. Yeah. Um, there's no reason it has to be like that. You can make these films into, like, actual movies. And then you can even have some continuity between them, but still have them be meaningful. I think Batman vs. Superman is a prime example of that. It took the movie that came before it very seriously. It took mm -hmm. the movies that were coming after it very seriously. But it was still a movie. Like... It's a movie. It was himself. a movie, like uh, the Brett Snellis podcast. Um, he recently he was like kind of talking about how he felt while watching Infinity War, and he just like was say he was sitting in the theater and, and said to himself, "This is not a film." <laughs> like he was, it's not he just and like he wasn't angry about it, but it was just like this realization he had, which we've we've talked about on the show. It's like they're not movies anymore, and this one is a movie ass movie. Like it really. Feels like one that takes the medium seriously, takes the themes and tropes and concepts of film seriously, instead of just trying to be like part, you know, 17 of 30 and a broader mm -hmm. thing, which does at literally include TV shows, including some really crappy ones. Like the, the fact that they put Inhumans on IMAX in theaters is the most disgusting <laughs> thing I can think of. No, it's not. It's actually not disgusting. It's like them finally owning up to and being honest about what these things are. Like, there is no difference between the Inhuman show and the fucking Captain America Civil War. Like, literally the only difference is the venue in which they're shown. But, yeah. Um, I mean, this I, you is know what I mean? Like, so if anything... Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm like I'm like for it if it'll like cause people to realize like hmm these aren't different actually. But the thing is, people have learned nothing. They've just gotten like worse. Then they then you know DC tried to make this leap more like a Marvel movie, and people hated that too. I'm like yeah, they should. It's bad, but like if this was called like Avengers three, like I feel like a lot of people would like it because it's not terribly different from them. Um, except. I mean, Justice League was extremely yeah. bad, but yeah, like, I don't see how it's, like, any worse than Captain America Civil War or fucking Avengers Infinity War or any of this stuff. Like, it's just, like, a bad fucking television show episode, like all the rest of these yeah. movies are. Uh, so, Batman vs. Superman. Hopefully, if people are still confused about why um, this, they think... They've been confused into thinking that this film is bad. They've learned something from this podcast and realized it's good. Um, the cast <laughs> is great. The story makes sense. The action scenes are fantastic, which is kind of important in an action movie. Um, for some reason, people yeah. have accepted that action movies that cost $200 million don't actually have to have good fight scenes anymore. Yeah, and they shouldn't look like they cost $200 million either. Yeah, um, this is a movie that looks like as expensive as it is. Um, it's good, folks. It's a good...
good movie. Uh, the only, maybe the only good movie of this entire like new uh, cinematic universe generation of superhero movies. I, I I think that there's a real argument to be made for that. To be honest with you, like the only other, like I think the first Iron Man is like kind of okay, but I haven't seen it in like many many years. But yeah, I would agree. I think that I I will say again. I think Super- Batman versus Superman is and should be the gold standard for these superhero movies, which are all bad. Um, and I am just perplexed. I like I. This is one of these things. Like it happened to me also when Force Awakens came out, and everybody like loved it so much. Where I'm just, I feel out of step with the world, and I don't understand why people are feeling the way that they're feeling. Yeah, Batman drives the Batmobile through a giant fucking boat. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. They just it, this movie rules. Um, everyone should love this movie. If you don't love it, maybe you just maybe just movies aren't for you. Um, maybe you should just <laughs> stick to you know TV shows. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be a cinephile, yeah. but if you can't appreciate yeah. Batman versus Superman, um, then you don't deserve Fellini. Um, yeah. You know what? <laughs> you know what I say is like. Uh, if you, if you're so into like if you agree with the critics so much, go back and give Superman Returns a watch. That might be yes. the one for you. The, the 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 like what is it? How what did it have? Like seventy five percent. Like that's that's the yeah. one. Yeah, go with the Rotten Tomatoes reviewers and uh, give give Superman Returns a watch and uh, tell me if it's um, like fifty percentage points better than uh, Batman versus Superman. Also, tell me if uh, Captain America Civil War. Um, Deserves to have 97% of critics say that that's a good movie. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I do want to kind of get on a diatribe of like, okay, so like, peop, critics, if critics are not supposed to like these movies, like, in general. Uh, that, that bums like, me. Like, that's the thing. Like, all these movies should have like 25%. Well, we're at such an odd time. And like, everyone should recognize this, that it's like, people do see movies based on what the Rotten Tomatoes score is, right? So... Can you imagine that maybe, like, the movie studios have been incentivized to figure out a way to, like, game that system? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that, like, reviewers are getting paid or whatever, which I saw some post by some fucking idiot being like, I can't believe people think that, like, reviewers are being paid in 2018. Like, I don't think you're being paid. I just think that you're being paid in access and being paid in, like, feeling like you're a major player and stuff like that. That's what Disney actually does do a good job of, uh, is making the experience good for the reviewers. And that's why their movies get better reviews, frankly. Frankly. Yeah, um, Blade has a fifty four yeah, like, percent. Like, but like back in the day, it used to be like remember in like the nineties, like they would always just say like don't read the reviews. Yeah. Like when it comes to action movies, like that's not you know movies for reviewers yeah. or whatever. And I actually tend to agree. Yes. Like I think every single one of these movies should get bad reviews from like serious yes. fucking reviewers. Uh, and I think a lot of these reviewers, to be honest with you, like are just trying to like pick the take that's going to be the most popular take. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of these guys are, like, aware that they're going to get catch shit from people if they don't, like, do the take that will be, like, the most uniformly accepted yeah, take. So, like, uh, and I don't think that's maybe a healthy way to do <laughs> criticism. And, like, I think the shit really happened with, like, The Dark Knight. Because that was, like, yeah. a superhero movie that took it kind of seriously, brought it into the real world, and kind of grounded it in a way that, you know, 
people into like prestige movies and shit could still sure. appreciate and understand but like the pit but that should have been like just for that movie like didn't like the pendulum swung entirely where like okay we have to treat every superhero movie now seriously instead of just like the ones that maybe earn it or deserve it or or, mm-hmm. or even want it because i think maybe nolan wanted it but i don't think the guy doing guardians of the galaxy 2 necessarily needs like uh, you know critical consensus telling him how great he is otherwise he would probably be making different movies um but like yeah like when you back in back in the day you know like a blade or you know fucking underworld or resident evil or any of these like superhero superhero type movies the, the critics hated them all, and that was okay with yeah, the fans, as they should, as they should, and yeah. that was okay with the fans. But now it's like the fans are like throwing the score, critic scores at each other to prove like what that like superhero movies have completely They're, sold out, have no soul, and as have <laughs> critics. Like I don't get it. Yeah, I also think you know this is, and, and you know we did spend the entire episode like defending Batman versus Superman, but. I also don't see what the big advantage is to, like, vehemently defending, you know, some of these, like, well-reviewed movies. You know what I mean? Like, what is the, like, what, like, it's it's to no one's benefit except for, like, the major film studio that's, like, making a ton of money off of this movie anyway. Like, I kind of don't understand, like, this, the post that you saw where it's, like, you know, people getting, this thing of people getting mad at other people for which I guess I'm doing for this whole episode because people don't like Batman versus Superman. But we're right. It's completely, but, it's but completely I, different. But we are right, and and also uh, uh, everybody like pretends to hate Batman versus Superman, so it's like slightly different. But like, yeah, like people getting out there and saying that it's like you know offensive or like wrong or something to like dislike a Disney movie. <laughs> I don't so fucking funny. get it. I don't get it. I just don't it's get so it. Funny. Like, it's like you know, it's it's weird. Like. I guess I guess is how I would feel if uh, somebody trash talked McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's is bad though, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's bad like like for labor and stuff. No, like that, but the food. Come is on, come on! <laughs> All right, folks, this is one of our All longer right. episodes. Um, ho- it's not really so. so. It's important. It's too important. Actually, too important it's, it's probably to too long. short. We should have done like full parody um, with it. Um, we should. Uh, <laughs> at, 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 it should be the exact same. We should do the commentary yeah. sometime. Uh, yeah, we could do a commentary sometime if people if people want it. You know, because the, the film deserves it. It's great, folks. Yeah. Um, Batman vs Superman. Hopefully, giving you the correct perspective so you can stop being out there with your goofy fucking takes about you know piss, Grace piss, and Martha and all this stuff. Come None on. of that is funny. None of that is interesting. You you're just as boring as all those fucking quippy superheroes in the Marvel movies you like. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know what I, you know what I'm gonna say is that uh, uh I, I I welcome discourse for this episode. You know, every other episode, I don't want to hear a fucking thing about any take I say on this show. But this one, I would like to hear from from literally everybody about uh, if you think if you think anything I said about Batman versus Superman is wrong in this episode, please let me know because uh, I, I want to have this debate for the rest. I, of my I, life. I want to make it clear, I am not saying that. Do not at me about this or any other episode, especially stuff I didn't say on the episode, just to be clear. Like what? <laughs> Which happens a lot because I'm the one that's most no, on Twitter. I never, no one ever talks to me I'm about anything. I'm the one that's most on Twitter. And so people at me about stuff you or JDBSN, like, 
I don't at me about stuff I've said. Listen to it in context. This is the mo- this is me at my most you know talk uh, vociferous. You know this is it. You're not getting anything else out of me. Um, do not at me <laughs> at all. Send them to me. Send them to me. I want to have. I want to. I I legitimately want to this to to consume my life for the rest of my awesome. days. All right, folks. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. what you hear want to hear more check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes commercial free as well as hundreds of bonus episodes thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong